Brad and Frit, Brad and Frit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast, first one for this week. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you along. And a list as long as my right arm. Oh, good to know. I didn't know where you were going with that. I was a little scared, but I'm glad you went right arm. Okay, here we go. Uh, the prevent defense oh, comes to the presidential campaign. <laughs> Is it over, Yogi, in Iowa? Cult or not a cult? Mm-hmm. The numbers say, oh, yeah. Coup or not a coup? Oh, boy. Let the 14th Amendment decide. George Conway explains it all right to Don. Season tickets to the Dodgers for Hillary. Ted Cruz won't not get fooled again. And never, ever, ever rent an apartment to Mark Robinson. Never. Oh, that's that's good shit right there. Uh, yeah, let's start local. Why not? Mark Robinson, likely the uh, Republican nominee for governor. Of course, he has to get past a couple of folks here in North Carolina. Easily, I think, Brad, the the biggest homophobe, the biggest transphobe running for an office that high anywhere in America. Would you agree? Yeah, you know, we call that uh, here in uh, our Republican Party credentials. We call that credentials. <laughs> credentials. And uh, Mark Robinson has a little money that he's he owes somebody. <laughs> it's a, it's a, an amazing story. All right. So this story was uh, first reported by uh, WRAL in Raleigh, mm-hmm. not Charlotte, Keith Olbermann. Yeah, Keith. Uh, He's so precise, and he makes these little factual errors. I love it. I kind of love Thank it. you, Nancy Faust! Oh, sorry. Uh, Kermit Robinson is the name of the landlord. No relation to Mark Robinson. Kermit was Mark Robinson's former landlord in another decade, in another time, the year 2012. I guess he was married, and they had kids uh, at that point. Kermit Robinson said after Mark Robinson didn't pay the rent, he didn't pursue it because, and this is absolutely perfectly understandable. We're talking about $2,000, and it's it's time and pain and suffering to go to small claims court over that amount of money, even if you know you are in the right it just is. It, yeah. it, it can be annoying. So all these years later, uh, Mark Robinson, he turns his life around. He's been the lieutenant governor for several years. I think you make about 135000 Well, You get paid decently to be a lieutenant governor, which, by the way, the job of lieutenant governor in North Carolina is it's just five steps below the guy that um, stands out in the middle of nowhere and just waves his arms at airplanes and he doesn't really have a job. There's just, he just waves at it. There's really no official description or duties at all for the job. No, if it's all ceremonial. Right. All right. So all these years go by Robinson, Mark Robinson doesn't pay uh, Kermit Robinson his money. And now Kermit 
decides that he's going to speak to WRAO, which got word of the story. So what's Mark Robinson do? Of course, he has his people blame the landlord of the past for not pursuing him. It's his fault. Okay. And uh, one of the opponents of Mark Robinson in the primary, Mark Walker, has kind of jumped on it, as you're supposed to do, and kind of said, well, if you can't trust him on this, you can't trust him on anything, all, all those all those other kinds of go ahead go ahead mark robinson make some hay out of that that's fine yeah yeah but what what, in the end do you think this will make a dimes bit of difference in the way people feel about this guy of course we know no 146,421 dollars is what uh mark robinson made last year with the you and i paid him question right we're not even it's not a question of can he afford to pay it back Can, can he not only afford to pay it back could he not afford to pay it back and throw uh, a bunch of interest in there and say, you know, I, I, I was wrong. It was another time in my life. I've uh, turned my life around. Now I'm an even bigger asshole than I was in, 2000, in 2012. And I'd like to be the governor of this state. Um, it's just something to... Uh, it's just something to think about. And it goes to one of the original Britt Whitmire yeah. qualifiers for public yeah. office, which is we must see your credit score. We want all candidates for public office to uh, publish their credit score. They can't just tell you what it is. You can't take their word for it. And I need, a fi- I need a FICO. I need a fair Isaac report. I don't want one of these other deals. I Don't try to hoodoo me with just one of the bureaus. I want a FICO score. We want the we want the real thing, and, and I would say if it's below six hundred, no. I, I'm not asking for a huge. It's got to be at least six hundred. If it's not at least six hundred, you're disqualified immediately from office. I I would say six fifty. Well, I know that's you. You have tough standards. That's fine, and I don't have a problem with that either. Uh, and that would be so revealing, because I would bet that there is an inverse relationship between politicians who yell and bellow and whine and ache and lecture and harangue and harass about the federal budget and why can't we balance our budget like a family does. A family can't just deficit spend when they can't afford the credit card bill. I will bet you there is a direct inverse correlation. I think it'd be inverse where the more someone talks that way, the more likely they have a shitty personal credit score. I'll just bet you, bet you, bet you, bet you. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't prove it. It's just one of those things that I think is true. So we'll... it goes to a lot of different things. It just goes to a lot. And I think overall, if you look for, I, I would almost bet that if you go for overall people that are running for office at a high level, I bet you the Democrats would have a higher average credit score than yeah. the Republicans. No, I would, no. I would almost, I would almost bet it. I mean, I, I, I can't, I, again, I can't prove it. And since I can't prove it, I should say it over and over again, like a Republican would. But I really feel like if you, if you took the median credit score of people yeah. running at statewide or higher office, I think you, you'd find the Democrats would have a higher uh, median score. But you need to use the uh, now omnipresent Donald Trump qualifier when he's lying about the results of, say, the 2020 election. He's got two 
little uh, phrases, clearly lawyer prepared and tested. He now puts in, I believe that, or it's my opinion that. And he somehow thinks that that is going to immunize him uh, against, you know, the, the, the big pile of, of uh, I hate the word falsehoods. I hate it. Yeah. It's like problematic. No, it's yeah. a problem. It's not problematic, but okay. right. Uh, but you, but you get the point. All right. Uh, next, I want to go with this one. Okay. This is my theory, and uh, again, can't prove it yet. Maybe it will be proven. What happens, Britt? Oh, and let's just pick a team like uh, the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl several years ago against the Patriots. When they get a big, big lead, what do they do? They tighten up and they play what is known as prevent defense. Mm-hmm. And in football, prevent defense is when you put in more uh, uh, quicker, smaller defensive backs. You put them further back. And so you play deep. The, the team can't send its uh, wide receivers zipping by you and score touchdowns on long touchdown passes. And it works every time. Well, no, it doesn't. <laughs> very often ends up doing exactly the opposite of what you're trying to accomplish. And next thing you know, the other team is back in the game. Sometimes that other team will win the game. It's true in basketball, too. Uh, there's a version, cer- certainly, of that in basketball. And I think that Donald Trump, pre-announcing that he will not participate in any debates, is the political example of the prevent defense. Now, in this case maybe it's not going to matter maybe he'll be correct in his assessment that of course his cult and they are cult will not care one itty bitty teeny weeny bit that he's uh, not getting in there and mixing it up with people he thinks that are beneath him not worthy of being on the same stage as him and you know where i stand on everything every why i don't need to okay but i would just be careful I would just be careful to uh, handicap the uh, race in Iowa because right now that's the only actual um, race that matters, the Iowa caucuses, or as you hear most people now say, the Iowa primary. You know, you notice how lazy people are? And more lazy. You, Britt, you're lazy. I'm lazy. Oh, sure. But I, I try not to go Oberman on these kinds of things. <laughs> Iowa primary. It's the, their caucuses, and they suck. And they're so misrepresentative of everything ever. Maybe they're more representative of Republican voters nationally than, than Democratic voters, of course. Um, but I think in the end, it's only about 30,000 people that participate in the Iowa caucuses. You know, they sit in little little circle jerks and uh, try to convince the other people that their person is the right one, and then the votes are tabulated, and, you know, it's a, it's a fairly arcane, weird way of doing things. Uh, but just think, that's 30,000 really, really enthusiastic, very often off-the-cliff, right-wing white people in Iowa supposedly setting the table for the rest of the presidential race each 
uh, four years that goes by. And of course, you can go back in time and notice that very often the person that wins the Iowa caucuses doesn't go on to get the nomination. It happens continually. President Rick Santorum will tell you all about that. (laughs) I think President Ted Cruz, right? President Mm. Ted Cruz. So he's made every uh, he's made every attempt over the past several days to say he's not coming. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's just. Well, OK, here's one. We can take him at his word on this one. OK, we'll take him at his word. He's not going to show up. Well, but he's also planning counter programming. I mean, we've got two things that are allegedly happening is he's going to record some sort of sit down with stupid ass Tucker Carlson. How's that biography it's moving? Already been recorded. This is how lame this is. And then they're going to upload it somewhere and then it's going to run during the thing. Right. And then, right. uh, allegedly, uh, there's a thought that he might surrender himself at that exact moment at the Fulton County Courthouse. Well, apparently that's not going to happen. He's going to do it on Thursday or Friday. The debate is Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, and you know what I love about this? Brick? He's going to the last minute. I'm biting my nails so nervous <laughs> that he might not be able to appear for some reason. And, of course, that wouldn't be his fault. He only had two weeks. And he's going to get to that last. Oh, my goodness. We're going to have to put out an all points bulletin. We're going to have to have him arrested. Oh, there's more election interference from Fonnie Willis, who should be impeached. Yeah, I do love the idea, though, that he has made those those just complete sycophantic assholes from Fox kiss his ass. Time and time he's had people go up to Bedminster to beg him. He's got Brett Baer calling him. They're just crying and begging. I would almost like and this would be kind of a wrestling angle. If they would have a thing where he's late, but then they track him in his vehicle on the way to the thing and they have to hold the whole debate. And then you get DeSantis and Chris Christie and everybody else bitching about the fact they're holding up the debate because he's stuck in traffic and he finally gets there. I would love to see something like that. Brett, that's just not possible that something like that. Why do you even think of these things? This is not a this is Donald Trump. It's not hit like he's steeped in 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 wrestling mentality. (laughs) Yeah, at all. It's, it's not, not like, like he's ever appeared at a WrestleMania. It's not That's like Vince. Exactly right. He would never, <laughs> he's, never do. He's never done it. No, that would be hilarious. Uh, you, you and I will definitely watch. I got. I mean, I, I kind of have to to see how. Now, I may about three minutes into it just go, oh fuck all of you guys and move on. But I have to at least for a little while see how this group of uh, junior varsity nut jobs are going to be handling the situation. Yeah. That's be ridiculous. It'll well, be the, ridiculous. The dynamic without Trump is a complete free for all. I have no idea how it's going to go. I think this would be the time, if anybody's watching and if it makes any difference at all, I think this would be the time where Ron DeSantis even loses his first among the losers um, designation that he's been writing for a while. I guess he gets the middle spot nice because they always put the person who's in the lead in the middle there's some kind of symbolism associated again based on absolutely nothing based on (laughs) the lord again brought this tablet down from the mount yes yes yes, yes. (laughs) but it will be i mean and 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 it will be fun to see chris christie just kind of dropping bombs you know, because you and I remember what an asshole Chris Christie was when he was an actual governor of New Jersey, and he did some all terrible that, all that all stuff. things. Wait a minute, things I shouldn't tell, but I'm going to again. Did you promise not to tell? I 
and I actually didn't promise not to tell. How did you, who did you promise? As you know, nobody, as you know, Chris Christie did the Krantz family. Well, what they call a solid. Well, he did. Well, did he, or was it some other bureaucrat? Please roll out the story. I wrote to him. I wrote to him. My daughter had just graduated from college uh, up in Boston, and she was driving back down to North Carolina by herself in her little Hyundai Elantra, and she had never driven that route. Never, not once. She'd always flown, or we'd driven her up to to Boston a couple times. She just had never driven it by herself, and she was not familiar with the uh, weirdness of some of the uh, uh, things you have to pass through, like that area down at the end of the New Jersey Turnpike that uh, goes into Delaware, I think, right? Is it Delaware right there? Yeah, I think so. You know, it's like it's like 12 lanes wide and you know three of them for the easy pass and a couple on the right are always cash only and the ones in the middle might be both anyway she found herself completely on the wrong side of those 12 lanes <laughs> and she says well i didn't know what to do i just didn't i couldn't stop there was tons of traffic and so she went blowing through <laughs> the uh uh the thing, right? She wasn't blown right through there, so she must have gone right through the, the one that, that you needed the uh, the easy pass. So they took the picture of her license plate, and you know, a few days later, we get the ticket in the mail for fifty dollars, fifty dollars. And I wrote to Chris Christie, personal letter, and I said, "This is a, this is unfortunate. It was a mistake. It was not intentional." Stephanie probably avoided mm-hmm. uh, an accident and, and saved other people. Chris Christie, Chris Christie wrote back. Yeah. yeah. Chris Christie wrote back and said, a lot of people who go through it for the first time are capable of figuring it out. Fuck you. Give me my 50 bucks. That's what happened. No, he didn't. He said, <laughs> Brad, love your show. Love your show. <laughs> really funny except for the other guy except for the other guy he's really annoying <laughs> that's, that's what he's he said that's literally what he said yeah so now because of this 50 dollars deal you are now beholden to support chris exactly. christie for president that's that's what happened exactly now, i know you think i was bought off you think i was bought off <laughs> no clarence no no justice thomas i don't think that you're a cheap whore why would i think that <laughs> i think everything's fine uh so I just, that's my connection to Chris Christie. And well, uh, it's, uh, we I mean, I, I think the funniest thing would be if anybody really tuned into that thing. And I, I'm really even tired of using that phrase, which is outdated as fuck. Anyway, if anybody watched that debate and thought, man, I bet you we're going to get some real policy nuggets here. I'm a huge policy wonk. And I, I think we're going to be able to see some real differences in terms of the policy between these folks. And I, I think I'll be able to make up my decision as to who's going to be better. Well, they want in their little ideal world to believe that folks would tune in and make decisions about their suitability to be the Republican nominee based on their 
detailed criticisms of Joe Biden. And of course, you need to use words like Marxist, authoritarian, big government, and that people would actually respond to that. And somehow that would pull votes away from Donald Trump in in primaries or or caucuses or or whatever. We know that that's not true. I mean, this is so far down the, the toilet in terms of being a simple personality contest and a are you in the cult or not in the cult uh, idea that these guys are essentially all hamstrung into deciding what do you want to look like in the history books? Okay. Because, you know, if there would be at least one person besides Chris Christie, who's already made it very clear that he can, he can speak articulately and make a great case against Donald Trump. But uh, one of these other people to really get out there and look straight into the camera. And I know that this whole thing revolves around, you can't be mean to these people. You can't attack them. You have to understand them. You have to be empathetic with why they feel the way they do. The government hasn't served them, that they've been getting ripped. I mean, I know you have to supposedly do that, but you know, that hasn't worked. Um, so a little bit of tough love on steroids will at least do you do you well in terms of uh, the way you're going to look in the history books because you're not going to be the nominee anyway. I mean, I can't believe that all these people are standing there all thinking they're actually going to be the nominee. Uh, not everyone can be the first draft choice in the NFL draft. I think the I think the Sanis really believes he could be. Like if he he believes that if Donald Trump continues on this path and is locked up, I think he thinks he's going to be the nominee. Or Donald Trump drops dead, I think he's the guy. He he feels like he's going to waltz in. I mean, he's done nothing. Well, he's doing better in Iowa yeah. than than people think. Whoopity do, as Adam Sandler might say. Uh, do well, you think they'll? Do you think they'll try to hit Chris Christie over that bridge closing? Do you think anybody will bring that up as an old gem to toss at him? No, that's that's what that's the kind of thing you do. You, you, <laughs> well, they you have to. Bring, you keep bringing shit up that nobody cares about. It was a big story. We talked about it for several days on our radio show. Radio is this thing that is like. A, years ago. Oh Jesus! Many years ago. What else? What else do you hit him on? You're not even allowed to talk about January 6th, and that was just two years ago. Ten I years ago, forget. Like I, I don't, I can't believe that a, a Vivek Ramaswamy would be so delusional that he would think he's going to be the nominee. Now that one, that one blows. I can't believe that Asa Hutchinson truly believes he can be the nominee. Uh, I can't believe that Tim Scott sits there and goes, "You know, I'm just an inch away from the goal line." That th- those people, I, I can't believe that those people would think that they are going to win. We have uh, Des Moines Register, NBC News, combining for a poll. Des Moines Register, the uh, big Iowa newspaper. This is supposedly what passes for the gold standard. And the pollster who uh, put out these numbers through the register and through NBC, her name is J. Ann Selzer. We got uh, Trump 46 points ahead, or 46 points no, it's 46 points ahead of DeSantis. Uh, DeSantis at 19%, Tim Scott with 9 Mike Pence and Nick Haley tied. But 
that's not as as wide a gap as it may appear. I don't think it, it, because uh, you're going to have the debate on Wednesday, and then Donald Trump will be arraigned. No, no, he's not going to be arraigned, right? This is just showing up to to get processed, right? Arraignment yeah. is a different thing. This is not yeah. this is not federal court. This is uh, he'll uh, he'll enter he'll enter a plea and and all of that shit. Oh, and then, and by the way, I hear that that Fulton County Jail, if they schlep him in, is hell. Is it? <laughs> it's like Rikers Island or any of these other horrible. Play. You do not want to be spending. Let's put it this way: no gold toilets. Do you remember? You remember in New York where the guy wouldn't even hold the door open for him? That would be considered like VIP treatment compared to how he's going to be treated at Fulton County. <laughs> That's going to be great. That'll be fun to watch. Well, we'll we'll see. Uh, I'll give you the George Conway story here. George Conway, um, I, know, I think a lot of people know him over the past few years, but he was one of the main thorns in the side of Bill Clinton for the better part of a decade. Uh, yeah. He was kind of the captain of the Arkansas Project, which sought to dig up any kind of dirt at all against Bill Clinton. And eventually, of course, Bill Clinton handed them a hand grenade when he got a blowjob. And that was really the apex of George Conway's at least public career. And, and he's redeemed himself greatly over the past five or six years, for sure. Right. Let's see if I can find this sucker. There we go. Uh, here's the free. And by the way, this does include what you were just talking about. Because uh, remember, George Conway's ex-wife now is Kellyanne Conway, who was. Yeah running the first Donald Trump presidential campaign in uh, 2016. And she was there the whole time. It is amazing how little you hear of her and about her through all yeah. this, isn't it? Yeah, but she's always, she is like one of those bugs under the rock. Eventually she just pops out and she's pitching for the guy no matter what. I and mean, as she's far she's more of a regular on Fox and we don't watch it enough to know. Correct. But that she's out. But isn't it great how healthy and, and much thinner George Conway looks ever since he dumped her? He's looking uh, he's looking spry there. All right, so he went on Truth Social. George Conway did. <laughs> do it Free speech. Said, Sorry about the four criminal indictments and about the civil rape case you lost to my friend, E. Jean Carroll. I know you're still mad at me, real mad at me, for finding E. Jean, the lawyer she hired to sue you, and about my telling everyone you're a narcissistic psychopath and stuff. But I can help you on this presidential immunity thing because it happens I know a little bit about it. You can actually save some of the money you scammed off your supporters and have been using to pay your legal bills. George Conway reminded Trump that he, Conway, had written the Supreme Court brief in 1997 that won Paula Jones the right to sue then-President Bill Clinton, in which the court repeatedly cited four years ago when it ruled that Trump had to comply with grand jury subpoenas issued by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. Now back to what George actually says. I know you're really busy with all the criminal cases. You had to skip the debate, and you don't like to read much, so I'll, I'll cut 
to the uh, TLDR, which means too long, didn't read right That's here. Right. That's right. Which is that apart from the fact you're no longer president, I know you hate to hear this, but you did lose to sleepy Joe Biden, and you know <laughs> You're, you're going to lose a presidential immunity argument in Georgia for the same reason Clinton lost to Paula Jones, and you lost to the Manhattan DA, which also happens to be the same reason why you weren't and still aren't immune from being sued for raping and defaming E. Gene Carroll. You see, when you did all those bad things you did, you weren't acting within what the Supreme Court calls the, quote, outer perimeter of your official duties and responsibilities as president. I know perimeter is a big word for you. Think of it as acting like a property line in real estate. Or maybe maybe Vanky can, uh, can explain it for you. Yikes. Turns out that, like the Supreme Court told you, presidents aren't above the law. And not only were you not acting within the outer perimeter of your official responsibilities, you were doing the opposite of what those very important responsibilities require. Using some of Donald Trump's patented rhetorical flourishes in capital letters, he writes, presidents are supposed to stop coups, not lead them. Hmm. Anyway, hope this little explainer helps. I use those initial capitals and all caps and exclamation points just for you. Of course, he capitalized Y-O-U. P.S. Have fun at the Fulton County Jail this week. Hope you've been staying off the hamburgers for the big (laughs) mugshot and weigh in. That's pretty good stuff. That's some quality writing there. I'll say this. As far as people who have redeemed themselves during the Trump era, He's one of them. Joe Walsh, the former congressman from Illinois, who was an absolute asshole during he's the very brutal, short man. time that he served. He's just brutal. He, he's, he's unreal. Yeah. He's, he's unbelievable at, at his doggedness and his precision in going after Trump. Uh, the, the, those are two guys I can think of who have just completely redeemed themselves during a very difficult time in American history. Uh, those two and uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Uh, well, well not, they're not a fox anymore. <laughs> maybe Aikman, but that that buck guy, you can't trust him. I got to be yeah. honest with you. You just you can't right. trust him. Uh, season tickets to the Dodgers for Hillary. Ted Cruz won't not get fooled again. Um, and cult or not a cult, the numbers say, oh yeah, oh yeah. Do the uh, the Hillary thing with the Dodgers because the the pictures uh, the video that we're getting from Southern California is just brutal right now, uh, to say to say the least. Uh, for some reason, uh, Tropical Storm Hillary decided it would make a left turn at Albuquerque mm-hmm. and move back towards uh, Los Angeles instead of moving kind of straight up or to the north west a little bit and i guess it kind of parked itself right in the vicinity of dodger stadium and the uh the you know the the pictures are just just terrible that they actually no worse than, than some of the other uh pictures that we're, we're seeing here back east on on the uh flooding that you knew was going to happen out there in the canyons and where where uh, water collects and, and runs and um, I think, you know, the, it, it's too early, but I'm, I'm just guessing that the, uh, you know, the property damage on this 
is going to be just stunning. It's it, it's going to be stunning. You see the roads all wrecked and bridges out and, and the rest. Um, so you know what that means? That we're going to be paying higher home insurance rates. Well, yeah. We always uh, they always spread that out. Uh, but California already before this was kind of like a Florida junior. In, uh, home insurers were already pulling out of that state, right? You know, because of the fires, right? Okay? So now they have this as a pretext to raise rates and or say uh, we're done with the state of California. It's just not worth our while. The payouts are too massive when something happens there. There are too many people and they've been too irresponsible for decades and decades and building all these uh, housing developments on, on hills and in areas where when there's a flood or when there are fires, they're really, really vulnerable. So this is a, this is not a local tragedy. This is no, it's a national tragedy, and it's uh, it's right up there with what happened in Maui two weeks ago in its own way. Maybe worse. Maybe worse. Except it's, it's not as much loss of life, fortunately. It's a difficult. I mean, look at look at what's going on. And, and I understand in the middle of this, there was actually an earthquake while all this deluge is going on, while the rain is coming down. Yeah, apparently not. Not a huge one, but. Look at what's going on in California right now. It's just brutal. Uh, and then you have the strike that's going on that's crippling a pretty large part of their economy. I mean, there's, you know, it's, it's not great times in California at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I sent you a, a message on this over the weekend. You know, they, they had to can all three Southern California teams, the Angels, the Dodgers, Padres, they all had, they all had a home uh, series through the weekend. So on Friday, they said, all right, we can see the weather, uh, and Sunday is going to be the bad day. So we're going to move all the Sunday games back to Saturday, and we're going to have doubleheaders for everybody. Isn't that great? Two for the price of one. No. 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 Uh, it's two for the price know, of two. So when the first game is over, you get kicked out of the stadium. Everybody out of the pool. You have to get back in line and uh, get a ticket for a second game. And I thought, you know what? This is such a lost opportunity, I think, for baseball to step up in a situation like this because it's obvious they, they weren't going to be able to play on Sunday. That's not the question. That doesn't make them uh, you know, saints for, for, for doing that. It's just something obvious for safety reasons that probably wouldn't even be allowed to, to stage those games any more than Disneyland was able to be open. It wasn't. Um, but they could have said, all right, here's, uh, here's the way it works. If you have tickets for, for Sunday's game, you can show up on Saturday for both games. And if we can accommodate you for both games, you get in and you know, no extra charge. Everybody wins. Uh, but no, they, they can't do it. They couldn't bring themselves to do it because apparently uh, none of the people who run baseball anymore are old enough to Remember back uh, when you and I were children, when you could actually go to a doubleheader and you would get two games for the price of one. It actually did happen. It was real. That's the way they did it. But not anymore. The greed is too great. It's too great for them to do something like that. Too too great to be a fan friendly in a a way like that. God forbid we should take a, a financial hit for even a moment 
over something. I think if you're a huge Angels fan, you paid for that nightcap, you got to see your home team get beat 18 to 4. So it was well worth it. I mean, yeah. Oh, let's do the cruiser. Ted Cruz ain't going to get fooled again. Yeah. Uh, Ted Cruz duped by Twitter post. Ah. There's a picture that was taken, and it was a fake. And the picture was taken back in 2011 after Hurricane Irene hit Puerto Rico. Mm. And the picture taken in Puerto Rico is a fake picture of sharks swimming down the middle of a highway that had been flooded. Ted Cruz got that picture, got a hold of it over the weekend, and uh, put it out there on his Twitter or X or whatever it is. And uh, he advanced it on. He said, holy crap. And then the actual picture of a, a supposed shark along the 405 says friend of mine out in LA just took this picture on the 405 which Jesus. looks like a river and yes all news and media outlets you have permission to use this go ahead so Ted Cruz went with it ah, way to go <laughs> way to go then Ted Cruz later on says I'm told this is a joke but in LA you never know so that's the old uh, Limbaugh used to do this all uh, the time yeah. when he was caught what he would always say something that they're, well, it turns out it wasn't true, but it could have been. It could have been, and it should have been. Right. Right. But this is not the first time that Ted Cruz uh, wouldn't not get fooled again. He keeps getting fooled over and over and over, and he thinks he's trolling in a, uh, in a way half the time. And in, in this particular case, uh, actually – Let's pretend that that was a real picture and there there were sharks uh, on the 405 freeway in Los Angeles. That wouldn't be nearly as dangerous as that shit that Governor Greg Abbott put in the Rio Grande to to garret and shred uh, people coming across the border. So, you know, if you want to play the game of uh, which really is more dangerous, it's what is actually going on at the border compared to what is not happening in Los Angeles on the world-famous 405. God, Ted Cruz, what a gnorf. What a dope. What a simp. What a wuss. What a puss. Speaking of the cruiser, and we going back to the debate, because I don't know if he's they, – they said that even though Trump is not going to be there, they're going to have some of his people in the spin room to kind of talk. And I'm like, I don't see how that's being allowed. I don't know why they would allow. If you're not going to show up, you don't get sycophants to go in there and pitch for you afterwards. Do you agree? Well, apparently, you're against free speech for Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would make them. I would make them stand outside of the door or something if I was because the organizers apparently have no balls either. Yeah. What, but they're, yeah, they're going to have they're going to have some surrogates backstage. It's like if you can't show up for the thing, you don't get representation in the spin room. What? That's ridiculous. Oh, God. So I, I, my, my thought was maybe Ted Cruz will be back there in the spin room sucking on Donald Trump like he's been for a few years now, even though Donald Trump called his wife ugly and did all sorts of shit to him when they were running. I would think that people like Ted Cruz would be as far away from that room as possible. 
You mean like maybe in Cancun? <laughs> Anywhere. Anywhere. There's no there's no win for him being in there lying on behalf of anybody. I guess what am I saying? I guess he's going to be there. <laughs> what am I thinking? I'm so I'm so overanalyzing this. Uh what else? All right. We finish with a cult or not a cult. And of course it is, it is a cult. And the uh, latest numbers that have uh, come out from um, CBS, these are just beyond anything you could ever imagine. This is a uh, CBS and YouGov together. Uh, of course, Trump has the big overall lead, 62 to 16 to Sanus, and then the rest of them are, are behind. But it's the it's the qualitative questions that are just beyond anything that you might have thought was uh, possible at this point. Republican debate. Trump's opponents should focus more on making the case for themselves or making the case against Trump. 91% making the case for themselves. 9% making the case against Trump. Oh, that's why I can't say anything bad about Donald Trump, because the voters, they don't want to hear, they just want to hear about my views on the economy and how we're going to drill for oil again and how we're going to make the border safe again. Oh, my God. 91%. They're Which concerns you more regarding the latest Trump indictment? These are likely GOP primary voters. The indictment is politically motivated. 77% concerns these voters the most. Only 8% are most concerned that Trump tried to overturn the presidential election. 15% say both. 77%. They just think this is a, a politically... Uh, Donald Trump did nothing wrong to merit being indicted. This is just all politics. Top reasons for considering Trump. Top reasons. Things were better under Trump. 99%. Hmm. Fights for people like me. 95%. Oh, God. I know him better than the other candidates. 76%. That's a reason to consider him. And have always been a supporter. 74%. Always been that. Show support during legal fights. A reason you're considering Trump. Your support during legal fights, is that an important thing? Yes, 73% say that is absolutely a reason. That's the only reason. It, the legal fight itself, the merits, irrelevant. So this goes to jury nullification. How much can Trump poison the atmosphere of the country, regardless of where they're picking it? You know, this is what he's doing. This is the game. All right, you'll like this one. Among the people that say honesty is very important among GOP primary voters, honesty is very important, 61% are for Trump because they think that honesty is very important and he is obviously the most honest of the candidates. 17% to Santa, 6% Ramaswamy, blah, 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 down the line. Do you feel what the candidates tell you is true among Trump voters among Trump voters who's the most truthful person that you can believe you're a Trump voter 
71% of you think Donald Trump above and beyond everyone else in your life. Donald Trump's telling you the truth. 63% depend on friends and family. 56% say conservative media figures are truthful. Religious leaders are down at 42%. But Donald Trump, in the minds of these folks who are Trump supporters, is the most truthful source of news, of information. So, so if Donald you were... Speaks, if he's Don truthful. If Donald Trump was next to an actual family member and he said something that was counter to what your family member is saying, you would believe him over your family member who you may have been like knowing for decades and sleeping with perhaps for decades. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Donald Trump is Jesus. He is the Oracle. Do uh, you know the Washington Post, while he was president, found out that he told the truth 33,000 times. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, he <laughs> lied 33,000 <laughs> I love it. I love that the Washington Post finds shit on him because I know he just pissed people off. I love it. Yeah. Well, I think, but I, I do feel like we go we go through this pretty quickly, but I, I think there's obviously some erosion among even the hardcore supporters, there's going to be 25% probably of Republican voters who are just like, they will never, ever, ever, ever jump off the train. And then there's some people that are kind of iffy. And then there's some people that were like, fuck him. And I think the, the iffy people are getting a lot bigger. And I think some of the never people, I think that train is getting a lot bigger as well. There there's erosion for well, sure. It doesn't have to get a lot bigger. Exactly. In, in a general election, uh, you know, it actually can stay the same as it was in 2020. Now, if you really uh, buy into the every time he gets indicted, his support just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. No, by that. You, you, you may believe that, but you have to be a little bit nuanced and say, yeah, it gets stronger among the most ardent crazies who are a self-selecting group of never giving in never giving up he's always the truth he is always the one but what you're saying is that on the margins there are people yeah. that are dropping off every day i think but you and i aren't even having this conversation about him having a chance to win if it's not for the electoral college if you and i are just talking about a straight uh popular vote that you, you and i aren't having this conversation Right, but we're not. We can't have that. So let's Cause, not. Because you know, it's because it because it doesn't. It only exists in I don't know every other country in the world. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't, we have doesn't to, matter. We have to work with the rule book that, that that we have here. But but the state of Georgia clearly is a big deal. Trump lost that by eleven thousand seven hundred seventy nine votes because he needed eleven thousand seven hundred eighty votes, right, to close the gap so georgia would be the true laboratory here on this because do you think that at any level this stokes turn out and remember it's four years later a lot of old people are dead who voted the first time around in 2020 certainly in 2016 i'll say eight I'll years since they voted so and you have a lot of new voters coming in younger oh voters, yeah yeah so. and we have a lot, a lot of people dying so yeah i mean i i don't think again two things make this even a discussion number one the electoral college number two the effort to try to marginalize and not let black people vote if it, hello, this is georgia. a hello if this, georgia if this is a fair election where people have equal access to the polls in georgia 
he doesn't win. I don't think he does better than he does in 2016 or 2020, rather. I don't think he does better than he does in 2020. I think he loses Georgia again. And if he was able to win, if he was able to lose Georgia and Joe Biden was able to win Georgia in 2020 and look at what happened in Arizona, I think Arizona is also going to be another Biden state, albeit maybe even closer. But I I think, again, equal Arizona has an even older electorate that will die off at the. Oh, sure. uh, Oh, sure. Sure. And then if you start talking about Georgia and Arizona, uh, we've been we've been dreaming of it. It's that gleaming city on the hill known as Texas. Might this also be the time that Texas kind of goes over and then then it's Katie bar the door. But again, we're talking about two things that make this even a discussion. The Electoral College, which is bullshit and has been bullshit for a long time. And we're talking about uh, equal access to the polls and not disenfranchising people and trying to throw people off the voter rolls and fucking people over from going to the polls, mainly minority people. Well, that's been proven that, that even those efforts can be, be overcome. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw in the towel based on, on Oh, that, you should, uh, I'm not saying throw out the towel, but I'm again, not, it, you, you and I keep talking about the electoral college. It shouldn't exist. So therefore, that's but the if it's not for the electoral college, it's not for the, these efforts in all of these States, you and I are probably having a discussion about whether Baker Mayfield is going to be successful in Tampa for about 45 minutes. <laughs> Cause there's no, there's not, honestly, they, they, think about it, Brad. In, in a fair con- it's been it's been unfair for 240 years well, it's so that so that the shitty states could have more of a say when they founded the country we know that but but so it's, it's been, been more pronounced this change right now brit stop it's been it's, it it's been more pronounced this century when the guy that loses the, the guy that loses the popular vote and it's happened twice this century since you and i have been around that the guy that loses the popular vote gets the white house i so it's not quite it's not quite it could, as, happen, it, it could happen again. And we know also, that. So. that guy who lost the popular vote and got the White House also tried to kill democracy. So well, there's, the, yeah. there's a little there's a little bit of it, it's 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 completely stupid. And I, I'm I'm very happy that they had the rulings over the weekend that said you could bring bottled water and a slice of pizza to someone in line to vote in Georgia. Thank you, Georgia. <laughs> Doing the bare minimum. What what about biscuits? <laughs> a biscuit completely allowed. Completely and totally allowed in Georgia. So no, I I, I do believe I think Georgia's gonna be a blue state in in twenty twenty four. I really do. Um I'm not like I wouldn't a hundred percent bet on it. It's it's like, you know, don't bet the house as they say, as as I've become a betting man. I wouldn't say it's a sure bet at all. But yeah, I think Georgia is going to be a blue state in 2024. Uh, I think Arizona is probably going to be a blue state as well. I think it's. I don't think it's going to be as close in, in either of those states as it was in 2020. As I look at it right now. So if you start out, if you're Joe Biden, and again, the caveat you talked about are, are things better. Things were better under Donald Trump. I think gas has gone up 30 cents in the last month or something like that something stupid so and as you've always pointed out that's all that matters that's all that people care about when they go to vote is like what what's the price of milk what's the price of a gallon of gas right yeah well i i hope i'm in the end wrong about something that thin but you never you never know all right uh they're 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 waving at me uh conan okay. is about to go on where he's got to get away <laughs> his show's about to start <laughs> see you guys tomorrow